Rebag is a luxury resale marketplace. They have a curated collection of investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry. Each piece is carefully vetted and verified by experts. You can buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Hermes, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. That's Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader this station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Tonight, only on Disney+. Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Swift, the Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Streaming tonight, only on Disney+. Plus. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present, to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey.
question is when everybody's moving around and around and around and around. In my Chrysler, it's as big as a whale. <laughs> what is up, folks? It is so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey. I am Ryan Bailey. It is Monday. Uh, good news is we only have four more days until the weekend. Bad news is uh, it is Monday. So I hope everybody had a great weekend. Did you guys all have a, a good one? I had a nice, a very nice week. I, the only downside is that I, um, not downside, it was great that I have my dog, but sometimes she's going through some health issues. And that was the only downside, but it was great to have her. And I had a really nice weekend, but it's one of those things I'm still, I, I complained last Monday about how tired I am. I have this last couple of hours, I have just slept and it is now 11 p.m. on Sunday night and I feel like I've slept through Sunday and I, I, I don't even know. I don't even know what's wrong. <laughs> um, you guys, this is the week that I've talked about for, for many, many months now. It is the week where I travel uh, with my parents to Clearwater, Florida. Remember Bill and Becky Bailey, uh, friends of the pod. Um, they actually, in a way, made the pod. Um, uh, my mom, if you remember, she, for her birthday, for my birthday, she said, you know what? Me and your dad, we want to take you with us to Clearwater, Florida. They are in love with Clearwater, Florida because they went there a couple of years ago. And Clearwater, Florida, I think is a town built by Scientologists, but my mom was like, yeah, but they keep it really nice. They keep it really clean. Uh, my mom is pro-Scientology, it sounds like. But um, my mom, this is a, my birthday gift from this past April is to travel with them because, like I've said, I've reached that point in my life where I am the, uh, I've, I'm past a certain age and they're like, well, you're you're not fully taken, so you're now traveling with us. And that's, it's always a fun feeling. So, so bad it's good is going on the road to Clearwater, Florida this week. Uh, I go back to Arizona tomorrow, and on Tuesday, I will be in Clearwater, Florida with my folks. I think a couple people reached out about wanting to meet up. If that was you, uh, please reach out to me. I was about to give my phone number um, on right now, and I was like, that's a dumb idea. I did that uh, at one point um, when the pandemic first started, and um, I got a lot of wild messages, so I, I was told not to do that again. But just if it was up to me, I would totally give everybody my phone number. Um, so yeah, this will be an interesting week. And also, it's going to be a great week of shows. The, I, I was so proud of last week. If you guys listened, we had Sophie. Um, we had uh, Ronald Richards. We had Lewis Peitzman. We had the Beverly Hills recap. Um, so many great shows last week. And we have so many great shows uh, this week. Oh yeah. We had watch what crappens last week. It was just so awesome. But this week, dare I say it competes with last week. I'm so excited for you guys to hear it. Uh, and of course, Bill and Becky Bailey will be giving their thoughts on the season premiere of Vanderpump rules. Uh, it's always fun to watch reality shows with them because, 
uh, they correctly want to know, why do you do this with your life, Ryan? What's going on here? <laughs> what if they're taking me down to Clearwater to uh, put a conservatorship over me? Which, by the way, this is a very important week in the Free Britney movement. If you guys watched the Hulu documentary, which me and Sophie talk about on today's episode, it is infuriating. Uh, there's just more and more reasons to get livid about what Britney Spears has gone through. Um, it, it, it is just shocking the amount I just, I always, I'm in awe now talking about these people so much because you realize there's none of us that would want to trade our lives with her at all. And I just think that's weird. Like it shouldn't celebrity, shouldn't celebrity be the one thing. I mean, we used to all want that. We all used to want to be somebody. And now it's like, I would never, ever, ever want to trade for, I mean, to have to deal with Jamie Spears every day. No, thank you. Um, so we're going to find out more about that this week. I'll keep you posted on any new updates. Um, and I think we're just going to get right into it today because I still have to, uh, pack for Clearwater, Florida, because remember, I like to leave things until the very, very last minute. And I think it gives me a sense of excitement. Uh, it harkens back to college when I wouldn't study all semester. And then the night before I'd be like, it is time to learn chemistry. This is, you know, this Sunday night for the Monday test is the time. And this is when I'm going to really, I'm going to figure out chemistry. Um, uh, so yeah, but my parents got the clear water trip. So I'm, I'm traveling with them. And it was so funny when I was deathly ill a couple of weeks ago, I was running a 103 fever and I said, mom, I'm, I'm like, just, I'm really in a bad, bad way. And she goes, Sounds like somebody needs some good old Florida sunshine. I was like, Mom, I can't even get out of bed right now. And she's like, Doesn't sound like you're excited for Florida. And I was like, I can't even, I don't even know my name right now. And so I get these texts now from my mom of like, Are you excited for Florida? Like, I got one, Are you getting excited? And I don't, you know, it's like, I, yeah, okay, yeah, I'm getting excited. Like, what I, what I did, what I did the other, um, I bought this game, you guys. I bought a uh, Never Have I Ever game, which I um, I saw. And it looked fun because you can ask your parents dirty questions and then I can find out what weird things sexually they've done to each other. <laughs> no, I mean, not that. But, you know, who knows what we'll find out about each other. So I figure uh, I'll play that with one of them and I'll just secretly record them and hopefully I can play that on the podcast. Uh, but, uh, I'm trying to think of fun things to entertain myself. So I do get excited about going to Clearwater, Florida with my family. Um, I think that's it. Did anybody see dear Evan Hansen out there? I still, it it is wild. I don't know why, but Ben Platt in, I know he's very talented, but it just, he makes me laugh with the, the big mop of curls on top of his head. And I swear to God that I don't, I've never seen that musical. You guys, it just came out out in movie form, but I thought it was about a kid that came out at his high school and then he tried to kill himself. It's not about that. And then I was like, well, maybe it's about a 40 year old that goes to high school and he's like undercover. And it's not about that. And there's just so many things it could be about, but Ben Platt is unfortunately, uh, he does look too old to be in high school and he acts very bizarrely in every clip I've seen. So then I was like, well, no wonder this kid doesn't have friends. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, also I've got big news folks. I'm not supposed to announce this, but my nephew watermelon who used to be uh, allowed to be on this podcast, I got a text from her, him earlier. I woke up to this text and it was, um, this is great. He wrote, Hey, I just made my first podcast. It's up on Spotify. 
Don't advertise it at all, please, or tell too many people about it yet for now. And I'm not going to tell you the name of the podcast. I'm going to listen to it first, and then I will play clips from the podcast at some point this week, and I'll, I'll give it an honest review. And if this kid doesn't have the podcast gene, I'm going to tell him to quit. I'm going to say, step off. This is my thing. Let me have this. My God. Um, you guys, uh, that is enough uh, of an intro. We'll get into all of the pop culture stories. I interview somebody really cool tomorrow. And Tuesday's episode, you got to you gotta listen to it. Uh, we have one of the Vanderpump Rules people. I think you're going to really like it. I'm very excited for this week. So many cool guests. Uh, if you want to leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, great. Uh, if you want to listen on Spotify, it's there. That's great. Um, I, I don't know. Everything's great, you guys. If you owe Patreon, uh, I, I just put up a Potomac recap today, and I also gave a little behind-the-scenes dish about the podcast because I heard a lot of people like that. Um, that is it. I'm going to try to go back to sleep and pack and do all that stuff and, and cram for my chemistry test tomorrow. So I hope you guys have the best week ever. Uh, I think we're going to have a great week. Uh, let me know if there's anything I can do for you. And I will talk to you guys on Tuesday. Here is Sophie Ross. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to your Monday episode of so bad. It's good with Ryan Bailey. We are doing it again. We got five more days until the weekend. So let's make them count. I am going to start by making mine count by talking to, I'll just say it. She's my best friend. She's the, the light of my life, the wind beneath my wings. She's not only a pop culture commentator. You can find her on Twitter. You can find her writing. She's she's doing a great service for all of the young ladies and men out there. Miss Sophie Ross, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for the introduction, Ryan. No, I, you're noticed you're in, I noticed you're in full makeup. Is that is <laughs> that correct? Did you do that for the show? Is this? Uh... I'm in my makeup from last night. And I haven't showered since Friday. <laughs> wait a sec. Wait a sec. I can understand the full makeup. You go out, you have a great night, you sleep in the makeup, but you, you, you put on a full face of makeup, but you didn't shower yesterday. Yeah. Because I went out, I was just going out to like brunch with my aunt. And so I was like, Oh, I'm just going to throw on some makeup, meet her out, come home, whatever. And I ended up just staying out all day and night. So it just was a random day. I blame Jake Gyllenhaal for this. This is, he's behind the, he started this not showering craze. I feel. <laughs> You're no, I now. actually, and then today I'm just like, I'm so hungover and don't feel well. So I've just been laying on the couch all day. I feel that brother. It is, it is not, I've had a, I had a couple drinks last night and it just, I don't know. Like I, I, I just was reading Kristen Teigen celebrated 70 days of sobriety. And I'm like, I'm like, man, I, I want to celebrate 70 days of sobriety. Like it just, it's, it's fun in the moment. And then you have to just pay yeah. and it just sucks. The older you get, there's like no bargaining. It's either, it's like a hit or miss. Sometimes it's like, Oh, the, the hangover gods, are good to you. And sometimes they're just so, so evil, you know? I know. And I know that this is like very obvious, but I really have learned the lesson that chugging water while you're drinking, like helps so much. And I like did not drink enough water yesterday. We just got a bunch of like Marg pitchers. <laughs> well, and now I'm paying for it today. <laughs> and that's the other thing. It's like, as you get older, you're like, I can't have those sugary drinks. I just, and it's like, that should be another obvious thing too, but it's like the sugary drinks are sometimes the best drinks out yeah. there on the market, you know? Yeah, exactly. I can't say no sometimes. And I believe also the seltzers are evil. I saw a Bud Light pumpkin seltzer the other day and I realized we've gone way too far. Like that's disgusting. Bud Light should not be in okay, a fall I kind of flavor. Want to try that. No, that's, that's, like, that's like that craft uh, macaroni and cheese ice cream that came out a, a couple months ago. That's disgusting. 
Yeah, that sounds good, actually. Like, I want to Ralph just thinking about it. So what have you done all day? What was the hangover food? What, what? uh... Oh, the hangover food? I got fried chicken and mac and cheese and um, a milkshake from this place called Blue Ribbon Fried Chicken. Oh, yeah, that's perfect. Uh, And what, what did you watch all day? Um, I've been watching football. The Bengals won today. That's my team. Let's Wait, is go. That, is that the team with the, your crush on it? The guy? Yeah, Joe Burrow. He's so sexy. Did he do yeah. good today? Yeah, he killed it today. He threw like three touchdowns at least or two touch. I don't know. But yeah, he's sexy and he played really well today. He's sexy. <laughs> you know what's so funny? Yeah. I hate sports, but there's this show on HBO called Hard Knocks. And it I follows- love Hard Knocks. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Like, I watch all five episodes of Hard Knocks yeah. every season and I get so into it, but then I'll never touch a football game. But if like if they did a reality show the entire season, I'd watch every flipping game. Wait, they're doing that now. They're going to do um, Hard Knocks during the season. With the- I'm fully in. I totally yeah. see it makes me invested in the players and stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I love Hard Knocks. I think that's also because the Bengals were on Hard Knocks in 2009 and 2013. And I got super into like when you see the behind the scenes, it just makes you so likable and you like want to root for them on the field because you know, like their background and a lot of them have like been through a lot of shit. And like, you know, it's just it's inspiring. I find athletes, this sounds really cheesy, but I find athletes extremely inspiring because no one works harder than that. Like having to wake up at like 5 a.m. every day and like work out and get physical every single day and put your body through hell. Like you have to want it. Like that's inspiring. No, I mean, they're really, uh, I forgot what season it was. They focused on this guy where he was like, he was like one of the bigger players, but he was just talking about like, he even set up a bed at the the training facility because he's like, I need my sleep. I need that. Like, it's like such a specific, like mind frame you get into yep. to win and that's why even like a lot of people will make fun of tom brady and i i don't i don't i mean but like to have that kind of mm-hmm. i mean mentality of even your diet remember when we read about his diet and it was so weird but it's like yeah. hey man if that works for you but at the same time like you have to give up so much to be successful in this world yeah. and i think people don't realize that people think it's just like this lucky break even with actors and like you know what you know lady gaga even like i was just looking at her she she came out last night for the uh they're opening a new museum for the motion picture academy and she came out and like Katy perry share all of these people were there and i saw that lady gaga documentary of just what these people put themselves through physically and mentally to mm-hmm. be where they are and i'm just like i couldn't do it i could not do it yeah oh my god it's it's actually crazy i agree with you it's like you really 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 have to want it and like, how bad do you want it? It really, it takes a very specific person to be able to succeed in some of these jobs, including like, you know, being an athlete or whatever. Cause it's like, you know, if you don't want it, you're going to fail. Well, which leads but, into our, our first story actually is all about this is about like, you know, I would not want it. I would not want Britney Spears life. I watched, uh, I don't know if you got to see the New York times documentary, uh, that came out on Friday, uh, it was called Controlling Britney Spears. It was part two. Is that was- the Netflix one? No. See, this is what's crazy. So on Friday morning, so we, we're now in a week of Britney Spears documentary. So CNN, uh, Sunday night, you'll hear this tomorrow on Monday, but they'll replay it on Wednesday. They are playing a documentary called Toxic about Britney Spears that has Ronan Farrow, Gia Tolentino, all of these people. But then Hulu announced Friday morning that that night 
they were doing controlling the Britney Spears story, which they snuck it up on us. They never told anybody because they did the first part in January. Remember, we talked about it in January called Framing Britney Spears. And this is called Controlling Britney Spears. You can find it on Hulu right now, you guys. It is so well done. And they have um, one of the people that work for Black Box Security, who was Britney Spears security detail through the entire conservatorship. You guys, it is so wild what they have put her through. And this was done very, and they had uh, Felicia Fifi, her assistant. And it even like, once again, it showed how they try to split all of like the people close in her life. Like Jamie's dad or Britney's dad, Jamie told Felicia, her assistant, that Britney did not want her on the tour, did not want to see her. You better stay out of her way. Or Britney said she would never go on stage, which was all false. Because Felicia said, okay, I, I, I'll go on tour, but I'll just stay away from her. And he's like, you make sure you do that. And then the final show, she accidentally saw uh, Brittany and Brittany ran up to her and said, where have you been? Oh my God, Felicia. They kept like, they keep people away from her. And it was admitted they had recording devices in her bedroom. Oh my God. In her bedroom. It's it's yeah, it's completely fucked up. It really is just so disturbing. And I I mean, again, there's like so many documentaries now at this point, which I'm glad like a lot of people are like, oh, people are just monopolizing on Britney again. It's like, no, they're shedding light to a situation that people like the more attention this gets, the better her situation will hopefully get. Um, but that trailer for the Netflix one where she was calling in 2009 about ending her conservatorship in 2009. 10 plus years yeah. later. Oh my, so you guys, so Toxic comes out Sunday night. We already had the one come out on Friday, which I highly suggest. And then Britney versus Spears uh, comes out, I think on Tuesday or Wednesday because the court hearing is this week as well. So they're all trying to come out at the same time, which is kind of just weird that they're on top of each other, but it looks like Britney versus Spears is going to be another well-done documentary because Aaron Lee Carr, the documentarian, is doing it. And I'm a big fan of her work. But it is, I, I I agree with you completely. This sheds light, even though Britney did come out and say that first New York Times one was so hard to watch. But I got to say, it really does shed light. It really does, I think, help show how ridiculous and weird this whole situation is. And it's been going on for 13 years. Yeah. Yep. Like, and it's, yeah, it's about time. Think about how much she has been suffering in silence and in secret and, you know, for a while, it really was just this tiny, tiny, like the free Britney movement. It, a lot of people thought it was a conspiracy theory. Like the yeah, fact that, yeah, you know, it exactly. took this long for people to finally, you know, realize what she's been going through. Like, I'm sure it's been very vindicating for Britney having all of this explode in such a way. So, yeah, if anything, it's it's going to hopefully just make her situation better. But also when you when when this kind of this thing happens for this many years. And Brittany even says in certain court things of, I feel like the court is not listening to me. That does affect your mental state. Like, you know, the human brain and the, our mental states are very fragile. And if something keeps happening, you're like, this is, this has done more damage to Brittany than it ever has helped her. I mean, she doesn't know how to live a normal life at this point. The conservatorship kept her from like drugs and stuff like that, but it never taught her how to live a life as an adult and it kind of infinite infantilized or it yeah. infantilized her um, and made her more childlike and damaged her mind more in the long run where I'm like, I hope she can get the help she needs because this is such a mind fuck. If oh, I was yeah, good. let's be clear that um, emotional abuse and, you know, get constant gaslighting will do permanent damage. Yeah. To your yeah. Like that 
emotional abuse, the amount of emotional abuse and gaslighting that she's probably endured. Yes. will absolutely do permanent damage. Like that is completely something that affects you for life just yeah. in general. So, um, yeah, it's already so much damage has already been done. You can't undo that. It makes me really, really sad that you can't, you know, give her back all of these years. Like we can't do that. But like the at the least we can do now is to know, you know, talk about her situation and kind of help her get freed. Like that's it's just weird how we can now. It's weird though, like with pop culture and stuff, you can sometimes we all just kind of accept things and don't question them. And then it becomes this kind of like, why didn't we think this was weirder sooner? You know, like it's just weird how we or we kind of made jokes about it, or it was always Britney's Instagram's weird, or you know, it's it's very interesting how you know, and then it builds to a boiling point and eventually something happens, but it just takes so long for anything to happen. Like we talked about last week with the, the jinx, the wheels of justice go so slow mm -hmm. that I just, I mean, it's so frustrating that you're like, this is an open and shut case at this point. So it'll be interesting to see what comes out this week. Um, the, another story that they, they had on this documentary, Sophie, was that they said, you know, Brittany was walking through the mall in Vegas on the way to her show. She saw a pair of shoes she wanted and she asked if somebody could go get them because she was on an allowance and the security guards held her credit cards and stuff. And they said, no, no, you can't have those. It was a pair of Skechers, a pair of Skechers shoes at the Skechers store. And they would not let her have them. So her wardrobe assistant, who is on the uh, the documentary, said, you know what? I'm going to put them through as a, a, a business expense. We'll say they didn't work for the show and you can take them home. But that's how scrutinized it was. The, you know, this Lou Taylor from this management company and this other lady, they point out, they kind of, I, I mean, I know there's a lot more to this, I'm sure, but it really comes off as demon soul sucking financial people that really are after money at a certain point and look at people as commodities, you know? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's crazy when you think about how much money Brittany has made her empire and the fact that she is not able to buy whatever the fuck she wants is infuriating. She deserves everything in the world and more. Yeah. I and mean, it, yeah, it, it, I, I get fired up about this because it is just kind of infuriating because I feel like when there's right and wrong and we actually see it, it's just frustrating because it doesn't mean that it's over. Like, you know, it's yeah. like, it's not like movies. Like there's no end to this. I don't know what actually happens. And it does seem like sometimes people are evil, that it's kind of black and white. And at a certain point, it really does seem like her dad got off on controlling her, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Jamie Spears is so fucking evil. So he deserves to be behind bars 100%. Well, it really is conservatorship abuse, they point out. It is abuse, and especially because he had a financial stake. He had 1.5% of the receipts from any kind of merchandising or show performance. And that's a lot of money when it comes to somebody like Britney Spears on top of paying himself a $16,000 salary per month plus uh, expenses. And not just that, then she was paying for all of these other people. She was, uh, you know, she had all of these people's payrolls under her, like she was still the, all these people were her responsibility. It just really messed. But that's why I was just saying, we were talking, I was just like, I wouldn't want to be that kind of star. Like, it's like, we're supposed to, these are supposed to be aspirational people. And there's no flipping way I would want to be any part of Britney Spears. No. Yeah. I mean, it's who would, it's really, really, really sad. And it's also just so like crazy, like the whole, like she's worth $60 million. No, she's worth way more than that. Where's the money? Like what is going on with her estate? Like they've already stolen so much from her. She needs to get all of that back and more.
Like, yeah. I just really, we need justice for Brittany. It's just, justice. it's sad. Like, we can never give those years back to her that she's lost. Think about how much more she could have given the world and how, how many, you know, like, just if Brittany had been happy and free, what kind of career she could have given us. And instead, she's just been kind of, you know, this weird, like, loner laughing stock because of her family. Like, yeah. it's just, yeah, it's really, it's really sad. Um, I don't know. And, and this is a trigger warning, or if you have kids, I don't, I want you to know this is going to be a sexual story of nature. So get the kids out of the room. But did you hear of this new thing going around, uh, within the Mormon community called soaking? Yeah, obviously me and my what friends, do you mean, obviously me and my friends talk about soaking all the time. We're like, let's go soak baby. Wait. Let's soak tonight. <laughs> Wait, you knew about this before a couple yes. days ago? Yeah, from from just BYU stories. Oh my god, I just found out about this the other day, and I've thought about this nonstop. And you guys, yeah, it's I, crazy. No, me and my friends are literally obsessed with talking about soaking because it's the funniest thing in the world. Okay, so guys, this is what's happening. Supposedly, my friend Caitlin on Twitter had posted this, and this is the first time I'd heard about it. And this is what's going on. Supposedly, some Mormon teens have convinced themselves that putting a penis in a vagina and then not moving is not sex. That's called soaking. And then jump humping is when you get someone to jump on the bed next to you soaking to get some friction going without you technically causing the movement. And then this tweet was included a little uh, TikTok that says this girl is jumping on a bed and says, when your bestie is called to soak in a BYU dorm and you have to jump hump for her. Yeah. <laughs> Who comes up with this stuff? Um, horny Mormons that, you know, want loopholes, but it's like, how, I mean, it really is like fascinating of like, who's the first Mormon that came up, you know, you know what I do? I want to respect God, but what if, and just go with me here. What if I put a penis in you and we just left it there and then we get our buddy Randy to jump on the bed and see what, like, who's like, who's the pioneer? Who is the Neil Armstrong of soaking? Who's the first one? I don't know. I don't. That's a great question. I'd love to meet that person. I'm more fascinated that you've known about this more than two days. Yeah. I just found this. Like, who's trying to soak tonight, baby? <laughs> who's, like, <sighs> who's looking to soak? In fact, I, I was like, I was like, oh my god! I didn't know the way I have sex has a name. This is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so one time, with my girlfriend, I was like, "Do you want to go home and soak?" And she was just like, she was like, "We can't, Sophie. Like, we." Can't. <laughs> I mean, and the poor person. I love the poor person that's always like, I'm always the jump humper. I'm always the guy <laughs> having to jump on the bed, always a bridesmaid, never, never a bride. A bride. <laughs> you know, like, and I'm just like, but it reminded me, did you remember that story back in the day of Farrah Abraham from Teen Mom? Was that I know she did the porn back backdoor teen mom, but supposedly back in the day, because she was really religious in high school, that a lot of girls will have um, you know, anal sex, butt sex. Yeah, girls at my high of, school would do that. But and because that wasn't considered sex. Yeah, that was like the loophole, and then they would like be the person known for butt sex. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, that's so respectable and Christian. And I love the guys <laughs> who are like, hey, yeah, that's great. Let's see, I'll do the butt. Yeah, yeah. I, I love girls. No, again, girls it's once loophole. again putting themselves through one of the like. I mean, what I imagine is a pretty harsh like thing. Just, I mean, that's wild. Like, I you know. know what? 
I mean, what are the other loopholes if you have a glass eye, you know, like that's well, not. I think that, you know, just anything that isn't penis to the vagina pumping is like, they just do it a lot of, and they're like, yeah, it's not sex, but it like, everyone knows. Yeah, it is like it is. <laughs> I mean, I just do it out of the height of laziness. Like, I just want to just lay here and just soak. Just, I'm just soaking. That's all I want to do. And then just soaking, baby. And that's what I wonder. Like, why a lot of young, obviously, a lot of young religious folks probably that's why they get married early so they can actually create the fiction for themselves under God's plan. You know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of romantic relationships. Um, we have a big celebration because Kaimanda are officially yes! united. Kyle Cook and Amanda Batula from Summer House and the upcoming Winter House have finally hitched their hit. They're married. Uh, I, I saw I, I was fascinating watching all of the stories and all that stuff. Did you did you watch all of this? Stuff? Yes. Oh, my God. It looked so fun. And she looked beautiful. They really do, they really are gorgeous. such an attractive couple, you know? Yeah, it looked so amazing and like full of love. And I'm sure it's just like such a relief for them to like have it over with after three freaking years. Well, it, I mean, I think they even t- tweeted that today of like, it's been like 1051 days or something like that. Yeah. Thank you for supporting us. But it looked like everybody was happy. But I, I mean, the, the main thing is that all you guys on Instagram, all you ladies and dudes on Instagram, you guys are so horny for Carl and Luke and anybody in a suit at this wedding. I mean, literally, everybody's like, I just got pregnant from Carl. I, like, how horny is everybody? You guys need to go soak or something because I'm like, get, <laughs> like I mean, also, I'm now getting to be, a, and this is just pure jealousy. I'm getting to be a little disturbed about how many blue steel photos Carl's taking. <laughs> you know, like he's really into those photos. You can tell I he's know, like, he, I know. there's never like, it's a smile. It's all you he's, I sense that he's the guy of like, give me your phone. Let me take a look. Let me take a look. Do I? Okay. That's a good one. That's a good one. You know? Yeah. I do love that. They had like the Kardashian photo booth though. And like Carl, like took photos on his own in the photo booth. <laughs> I didn't see that. That's amazing. <laughs> look, it's this one. Oh, okay. Okay. Yes. And Carl, by the way, Carl does look amazing, but it's like, I would I would love to know I it, I would love to know boots on the ground uh, there who if anybody Carl went home with if Luke went home with anybody I saw cameras so this is definitely an episode which is exciting in a way because I saw Ian Gelfand the producer of Summer House was there but also just imagine being a regular looking dude at that wedding like I would not have wanted to be there like imagine just being like I would have been a troll at that wedding you know. Like yeah. you can't compete with that kind of level of like you know good looking guyness. Yeah. Oh my God. Everyone looked so good. I'm actually going through Amanda's um, Instagram story right now. She looked amazing. Like she looked so beautiful and like, obviously Kyle did too, but Amanda was the star of the show. I wonder if they, they had to have written their own vows. I actually, I know. Oh my God. And it looks like camera Bravo cameras were there. So they're fully filming this for an episode, which obviously I'm excited. I wonder if it's a special episode or I wonder if it's a, continuation or the end of the summer house season i i bet it's probably like the finale of the season is what i would guess because they always do the finale like a huge like whatever it is event or party that would make sense if it was like a special that'd be really cool but like wouldn't we know like yeah. what news have come out about that now i got scared because i dm'd Lindsay yesterday after a photo and i said no hannah right 
and she saw it, but she didn't respond to it. And she didn't even heart it, which usually she'll heart like that, you know, and then I got really paranoid. Was Hannah at the wedding? I didn't see any photos. I didn't see any photos, but then I was like, maybe Hannah was like, but then I was like, oh, they wouldn't like, it's a their day. They wouldn't just surprise the audience with Hannah, you know? No, she wasn't because even, um, in the us weekly article about the wedding, Amanda was like, I wasn't sad that she wasn't there. I'm just sad at, you know, how we got to this point. Like it was like a quote like that, like confirming that she wasn't there. So there's no way Hannah was, I didn't know if Hannah did like five minutes of stand up at the wedding. Oh my God. That would ruin anyone. You wouldn't want that. That would ruin the entire night. If I ever get married again, I'm having Hannah do 10 minutes of stand up. I've decided like oh do new crowd work. Like, Hey, how many people from LA out in the audience tonight? You know, that would not be a good start to America. <laughs> well, no, I, I gotta say though, I was looking at all those things and that was a thought through my head of like, man, Hannah really screwed this up in a certain way. Like she oh, could have been here. Like she could, they, I mean, she would have been like, I, I do. It's, it's like the return of Vanderpump rules where like Jackson, all those guys, I wonder how hard it is going to be for them to watch these things go on without them. And I think the same thing with Hannah, because, you know, in the moment you've got to like, you know, you're fired up and you're like, fuck this. I don't like Kyle. I don't like this. But then when you see things like this, it's like, you know, in a way it's like, she should be out there having fun with all these people. Like she, you know, there's a way she kind of screwed this up by Uh, her ego, you know? completely. I think anyone with, you know, an ounce of foresight would have been like, no, I probably shouldn't burn bridges with everyone on the show if I want to like stay relevant. But, you know, she doesn't have foresight and she turned out to be a very, you know, bizarre narcissistic person and yeah, ruined her Bravo career. Because look, chat room is still on without her. Summer house looks like it's going to be just fine without her. Like her ego just got way too big. At Winter yeah. house. We, we, at Winter yeah. house is less than a month away. You guys. I'm pumped. And it looks like a really fun thing. We see. Oh, and by the way, that's the other photo we saw was, uh, Craig what I, what, yeah. What I'm calling Craig Orbo. Cause it just rolls up the tongue. Craig um, Orbo. Craig Orbo is their, their couple name. Uh, but they're, they're just way too good looking at people. Like they're really just stunning. Like they're both just hot. Like they're, they're like Paige is hot. I, I hate to say it, but Craig is hot. And then they take hot black and white photos and it's just a bunch of hotness. Um, so this is, was that an official coming out as a couple photo? I don't know. I honestly don't know what to believe because it totally could just be like a PR, like clout chasing. They both have shows to promote. Um, so I don't know. I don't know what to believe, but apparently she's been, ta- I don't listen to her podcast, Giggly Squad, but I think she's been talking about like how she met a guy's parents. And I think it was Craig. She was at a wedding with him in like New Hampshire. Well, yeah, he and, was, like, uh, she brought, he brought her as a date last weekend at a wedding. Yeah. Um, yeah. And she like met his parents maybe. So like, who knows? It could be real. I don't know. I wonder if I Craig's ever, it. I wonder if Craig's ever soaked with Paige. Austin is the jump humper. Austin's like, come on, Craig, come on. Oh my God. Yeah, that's definitely what they do. Um, And by the way, we saw Austin was at the wedding. Dude, I don't know why I just don't like that dude's face now. Like, and I know that's like, there's no, there's no reason for that comment. It's a horrible comment, but I just, every time I see him, it's like an Eddie Haskell vibe where like we've said, it's like the, like the bully from an eighties movie. Like, I don't know why he might be the nicest guy in the world, but I just get like a big D bag vibe. from. I him. know villain from an eighties movie. I know, especially in his like winter house clothes that he's going to be wearing soon. Like he's going to have that like eighties movie ski resort, you know, you talking to me, bud. Hey bud. 
Race down the mountain. The winner gets Kate. We're, hey, we're playing for pink slips. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we're racing for pinks. <laughs> <laughs> if you win, you get Lindsay. If I win, I get Lindsay. Okay, that is a storyline that I'm very excited about, though, speaking of which. Yeah, and also, then why do you go on TV and supposedly the storyline is he hooks up with Sierra and Lindsay? If you're on TV, why would you, like, why would, what would ever possess you to be like, yeah, on TV, I'm going to show that I'm a D-bag and cheat on both of these ladies with each other? Like, you know, I I mean, are you just like, this will make good TV at this point? Like, what would possess you to show how potentially evil you are on TV? I you don't mean, know? <laughs> yeah, attention, relevancy. I mean, like, I feel like Austin, I don't know. For some reason, he's been a douche and people still, like, you know, deal with him and put up with him and kind of like him on Southern Charm. But he's been a douche for years. It's kind of just who he is. Um. So, also, I saw one photo last night where Lindsay looked hammered. She looked like she had a thousand yard stare. And it was like, remember that episode of Summer House last season where she went like, glug, 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 glug. Like she was so <laughs> yeah, drunk, she wasn't speaking. She's like, glug, glug, glug. Yes. She looked like that, Lindsay. you know? Drunk Lindsay. It really did look like, if there was one Bravo event that like I would have wanted to attend, it's that. Like it looked like so much fun. Unless it was just like, do you think it was just lover boy only in terms of alcohol? Honestly, <laughs> Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if it was just like Loverboy branded everything and only Loverboy drinks. But no, you have to have, you have to have like, and that's a drinking squad. Yeah, yeah. Um, another thing in the Bravo universe that so they filmed like so the the girls' trip, which is like the first season of Real Housewives All Stars, which they were calling it. Now I think it called like Ultimate Girls Trip on Peacock. It's going to be coming out in November. Uh, but they've already finished filming season two of this at Dorinda's Bluestone Manor. And Vicky and Tamara and Brandy Glanville, Eva Marcel, it's a really, um, um, uh, what's her name from um, Beverly Hills that used to be, oh, Taylor Armstrong is in it. And we got a cast photo this week where Dorinda looked three sheets to the wind and her her feet, if you looked at them, were all cross-legged. And yeah. She, yeah, it was an amazing photo. But then a story came out, I don't know if it was Dumois or something, saying that Vicky told all of the ladies that if you got the vaccine, you're going to die. And I'm like, that is, well, first off, I thought you had to have the vaccine to even film. And I think Bravo and Cocktails or Cocktails and Gossip, whatever their new name is, said, like she DM'd Vicky and said, so you got the jab and Vicky responded, yes. God. Elevating my style used to mean breaking the bank, but with Quince, I get high-end, versatile pieces at prices I can actually afford. Now I can upgrade my style by snagging killer luxury essentials that sync with my vibe and my wallet. You guys know I've got a blue linen blazer. Now I have a black leather jacket, and I have my eye on this Italian suede trucker jacket. I think that's going to be my next purchase. So Quince creates timeless essentials that never go out of style. You're going to have them in your closet forever. Quince has all the must-haves, like Mongolian cashmere crew neck sweaters from $50, iconic 100% leather jackets, and versatile flow-knit activewear. With all Quince items, everything is priced 50-80% to 80 less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, along with premium fabrics and finishes. How do you not love that? 
So indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping and 365 day returns on your order. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. Guys, here is the point of the show where I do a couple of ads for sponsors, and I always get so excited about this uh, because I love when uh, when people advertise on the show. So our first one is a new one, and it is called Magic Spoon. Now, growing up, cereal for me, and I think for all of us, was one of the best parts of being a kid. Um, and especially even after being a kid, I remember when I had the freedom to buy my own cereal, I would just buy the sugary like name brand cereal, like Fruity Pebbles and Cocoa Pebbles and all like uh, honey, uh, what is it, Golden Grams, all that, all that stuff. Because um, anyways, I used to love cereal, but I had to give it up because um, unfortunately my body uh, started not being able to digest highly sugary crap like that, uh, that we really shouldn't be eating. So uh, as you know, I've been on a weight loss journey, uh, I feel like for my entire life. Um, I'm trying to cut down on carbs and sugar and unhealthy food. And I realized basically I, um, I can't eat anything anymore, <laughs> but this is what's really cool is that, um, this sponsor magic spoon sent me a box of cereal and I got scared cause I was like, I can't eat that. But it turns out magic spoon has zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and only four net grams of carbs in each serving. Plus, it is only, get this, 140 calories a serving. It's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, and low-carb. Um, and I bet you're thinking, okay, but it is horrible, probably, the taste. And guess what? It is not horrible to taste. There are all of these different flavors. Um, they sent me cocoa, fruity, frosted, peanut butter. You can get a whole variety pack of all four of those. Um, the only um, the only bad thing, you guys, is that I ate a lot of servings. So it's like, this is really good. I, I kept eating the servings uh, because I'm out of control. Um, I actually did this thing, too, where I mixed uh, a bunch of them together and I put oat milk over it and it was really good. It tastes exactly like the regular cereal that I used to uh, pig out on and uh, it turns out it's super nutritious. I mean, it actually has protein. That is so weird to me. It's delicious. It's super healthy cereal that really um, I think it, it, it could bring joy to your mornings or afternoons or evenings or middle of the night. It's brought me joy in all of those uh, categories. So go to magicspoon.com forward slash so bad to grab a variety pack and try it today and be sure to use our promo code so bad that's very important at checkout to save five dollars off your order five dollars wow and magic spoon is so confident in their product it's backed with 100 happiness guarantee so if you don't like it for any reason they will refund your money no questions asked we always talk about products like those on this show because those are the good ones. If you don't like it, they are willing to back their product. So remember, get your next delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal at magicspoon.com slash so bad and use the code so bad to save $5 off. Thank you, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring this episode. That is very exciting. Now, on the same health kick, uh, our next sponsor is Ready Slim. And Ready Slim, we they've advertised with us before. So... Um, this is the deal and especially coming out of sickness and I was doing this before I got really ill uh, and I started doing this again. Um, I actually have been feeling better 
And I think it might be because of doing things like Ready Slim and Magic Spoon. Um, this last week, I have more energy. I've felt lighter. I get a good night's sleep. I'm sleeping way too much. <laughs> and um, a couple days this week, I actually did wake up uh, feeling super refreshed every morning. So the mornings that I do, did that, it turns out uh, I was doing Ready Slim's Detox Teas. Ready Slim's Detox Teas are made with high-quality, 100% organic herbs that gently boost your metabolism and help digestion while also reducing bloating and gas. I added this to my healthy lifestyle, or what I'm trying to be a healthier lifestyle, and uh, I already have knocked off five pounds. So Ready Slim's Detox Teas are made with no fillers, no additives, and no laxatives, so they are safe to drink daily. Ready Slim's 28-day detox tea kit has everything you need. The Wakey Wakey Morning Detox Tea, which they have sent me, helps boost your energy levels to start your day off right. And then their Snoozy Night Detox Tea helps you relax and supports the natural detox process while you get your well-deserved beauty sleep. Uh, And I super need that, folks. And the best part of Ready Slim is how it aids in weight loss. Plus, it is keto-friendly. Um, so like I said, I have been doing that in the morning and the evening, and it's kind of nice too, because tea at night, especially my mom, uh, I grew up and she was, uh, I just, she would always have her cup of nighttime tea and it really kind of makes me feel good. I feel like, oh, wow, I'm doing what my mom used to do. This is kind of nice, but it's actually helping in my digestion and metabolism. So say hello to a better, brighter you. And right now for a limited time, you can save 25% off your first order of Ready Slim's 28-Day Detox Tea Kit, plus get a free collapsible water bottle. Go to readyslim.com slash so bad. That's R-E-A-D-Y-S-L-I-M dot com slash so bad to save 25% off your first purchase of Ready Slim's 28-Day Detox Tea Kit, plus, like I said, a free collapsible water bottle. Readyslim.com slash so bad. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Now, ladies and gentlemen, our second part of Miss Sophie Ross. But then this story got pushed out yesterday or on Friday saying that Vicky, one of the big plot lines is Vicky comes out as very anti-vax and said that if you had the vaccine, you're going to die, which is just so intense. Imagine Vicky Gumbelson telling you you're going to die. I really hope that doesn't end up being a plot line because it's like, why are we even giving airtime to someone like that? You know, like, and it's just stupid. Like, are we really, is that going to be a plot line? Like, I'm not interested. No, I really question some of these internet rumors nowadays because remember, you can put anything on Demois. Like, and Demois even says it. Yeah. I can't bear, I don't bear it. Like, th- this is just what I get. And I totally get from her perspective, but I can literally put out a rumor today. And even just coming from my account, you would have like Dumois would look at it and post it potentially. And I could say anything I wanted. Like some yeah. of this stuff seems so ridiculous that I would really like just question, like tell everybody to be like, you know, we'll find out eventually, you know? Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, I told you I don't really look at Dumois that much anymore. And when I did look the other day, it was all like ads. It, it was like about like random brands and like things that I didn't care about, like I don't know. I just don't really, I see the Demois things that make the rounds on like Twitter or Reddit or whatever it is. But otherwise I'm like, I don't really give them much attention anymore because again, it's like so much of it is bullshit. There was that interesting one though, that came out about Roni when Roni was filming and it ended up being so accurate. 
Oh, that it was like a flop season. Yeah, that it was a flop season. Like, yeah, it ended up being really like every once in a while you'll see that there is like, you know, some real accurate tea in there. But otherwise, it's a lot of it is garbage. Um, another uh, Bravo related story is that it came out on Friday night when Andy Cohen was on your friend Jimmy Fallon's show. Yeah. Um, uh, Andy Cohen did not do any TikTok dances, but he did say that he came out. He was, you know, Andy Cohen is the, the ultimate carnival barker. He was like, you know, the real Housewives of Beverly Hills reunion, it's not just one part, one part. not just two, two parts. parts. And Jimmy's like, what? What? Yeah. <laughs> it's like so. And then Jimmy was like, not three parts. Is it four parts? So it's a four part Real Housewives of Beverly Hills reunion. And everybody was like, fuck yeah. Oh my God. And like me being a glass half empty kind of guy, I was like, oh, we have to deal with this for a month. Like I have to deal with the re like, cause what it's going to be every flipping week is the last two minutes are going to be amazing. And it'll be like next week, the climactic yeah. second part. And then it's going to be another one where the last two minutes are amazing. And then the third week's the last two minutes are amazing. And then we have to wait for the fourth part to really get to all potentially the juice. And I don't know if my heart can wait. Like, I don't know. Like, can we, can we like air two a week? Like, I just, I think the making us wait a month is just too much. It's like our, our nervous systems can't handle that. Yeah, no, I'm prepared to be disappointed by it. Honestly, honestly. Well, I'm, I'm prepared to love it. I just don't want to wait. I see. Cause I really do think this is such a great season that I'm even kind of interested in the small shit. Like I want to yeah. see Sutton and, um, um, uh, crystal go out at it from the first yeah. couple of episodes. I want to see a whole segment dedicated to Kathy being weird as hell. I want to see, you know, and by the way, after watching this week's episode with them down at Del Mar, I kind of started to come out like Kathy. No wonder Kathy was friends with Michael Jackson. Kathy is like an eight year old girl herself. She is, an arrested development person. Yeah. She for comes sure. off like an eight-year-old. Like she doesn't know how to open wine bottles. She's like, I mean, she calls like, and that is offensive. She called her staff the lady, but I, I kind of think she's, she's, she just seems like a child. Like, I don't know. Maybe yeah. I'm, somebody told me not to make excuses for her. And I get that, but I don't think she's as evil as Ramona. I think she's childlike, you know? Well, I think that she, first of all, has been, you know, rich and coddled for a long time now and has had, you know, help for everything. So she's never had to do anything herself for a really long time. And I also think, and I read this like theory maybe on Twitter, I don't know, but Paris taught Kathy how important it is to put on a fake persona. Uh, so I think a lot of Kathy's persona is probably, you know, put on for the cameras. I don't know how genuine it is. But I will say if that is even the case, they do a great job at it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, I really think, uh, you know, so, sometimes I can sense when people are fully acting and I can maybe sense that a little with Kathy, but I will say the character she is locked into is a really solid character. It's like, it's yeah. like Kenneth from 30 rock where I'm like, I really like Kenneth. I don't think he could do any other character, but I really love that actor and what he does with Kenneth. And uh, Kathy's the same way. Like, I really love this persona. Kathy is playing who knows if that's really her or not but I don't plan on being friends with Kathy in real life. So I'm fine with just seeing this Kathy, you know? Yeah, exactly. Like, it's fine. It's fine. I think that, you know, it's kind of worn thin for me. I know a lot of people are so obsessed with her and I'm just like, eh, 
What did she bring to the season? Besides, oh, you know, a Sophie. few funny one-liners. Sophie, she's such a, a spice. She's like a perfect spice. She's like you. It's like I, I don't know sports, but like, isn't there sports players that are like they just come in for like some rushing yards? She did some rushing <laughs> yards. She got him further. She got him to the first down line or whatever. You know, we I need know. her. At I know. Moments. No, I do appreciate her her character this season. I think that a lot of people are giving Crystal shit for not bringing anything to the season. It's like, well, what did Kathy bring? Why yeah, are well, we- I'm no. fine. See, Crystal, I think I already, and I've said this, like I can't wait for Crystal's second season because yeah. I think she's going to really get into it because Crystal's very opinionated like a housewife should be. We just haven't been able, like, I was wondering like this, the conversation this past week at the table, which was, what was your thoughts on that when Rena was like making Garcelle, own it, Garcelle, oh own it, Garcelle. And then Garcelle, like, that was such a bullying bullshit. Don't even get me started on Rena. Do not like, get me started. Wasn't that? And then they all go, and Dorit was like, do you feel better, Garcelle? Like, it was like fucking Midsummer. It was like, yeah, the they were Stepford really gaslighting wives. her. Like, they were gaslighting her hard and. Yeah, the viewers like, did not like that. Break down to break through. And like Rinna yeah. goes, Rinna like doing that, like touching her heart when Garcelle was like, what's it like? I go into a room every time feeling less than. It was a beautiful moment. And Rinna goes, oh, and she put her hand to her heart. And I was like, She's you put your hand actress. off your heart. Yeah. It was so bad. She's such a bad actress. Yeah, that that was like horrifying to watch, honestly, because it shouldn't take Garcelle having to break down for them to listen to her. And I want to just know what their definition of honest is, because Garcelle has been nothing but forthcoming about everything, how she feels, you know, like everything. Like she's been extremely forthcoming and honest. Has Rinna been honest about anything? No. Has Kyle been honest and Dorit been honest about the conversations they've been having behind Erica's back? No. <laughs> you know, it is funny though. Like if you really think about it, what has Rinna shared with us about it? What has she really owned in her personal life? We've never had a Rinna centric storyline. I mean, they've been her daughters or they've been her lip, but like, where is, I want to know Rinna's life because it seems like Rinna's life is just waiting for somebody to say her name or to say one of her like like this past week. I don't know if you had followed that watch what happens live thing where Sutton was Sutton, on. Yes, I love fourth, that. Fourth time Sutton's been on watch what happens live this season. Dorita has still never been on, which is so weird to me. Um, so I <laughs> Andy maybe, knows she would just talk and stress him out, and like he'd have to cut her off a million times. It is funny how that really is Dorit's rap. Like it seems like she really does do that. That Kathy yeah. Hilton scene of her not listening this week to Dorit go on and on was just. But also, I want to point out that uh, Sutton got double the ratings of Lisa Renault. Watch what happens live. And you're like, it's not a contest, but it really is to me. Yeah. Um, but she brought up you guys in there saying, you know, what's weird about Garcelle not thinking Harry for his Bolognese. But fuck, I don't I'm so tired of Harry's Bolognese was that I guess Sutton goes, well, I shouldn't, I shouldn't say this. Uh, I'll say, I'll say, but I bought, I bought Lisa and Harry two tickets to the Elton John fundraiser gala. And Lisa within two minutes of watch what happens live going on. She had immediately on her Instagram story says, no, I was invited by Sir Elton John. He is the one that invited. And Sutton was like, well, okay, but I did pay $10,000 for you to each sit at my table. And there was photographic proof of this with Jennifer Tilly, Sutton Strack's best friend, the actor, and they all took a photo together. And then Lisa wouldn't let it go. Like Elton John personally had us there and it became this, and especially on Twitter, people are going back and forth. I personally don't care, but I do know that 
Sutton did buy a table at $10,000 a head. And it really seems like Lisa Rinna has always been somebody, and I said this on Twitter, that is dependent on the kindness of strangers. Lisa will gladly accept something free. And I, by the way, I love free shit myself, but Lisa will gladly accept a free ticket. to th- Like Lisa gets free invited to a lot of places through a lot of rich people. And I think like Sutton back in the day, she was like, Lisa Rinna. Wow. That's pretty funny. Like that's a housewife and that's pretty cool. I do want to pay for her ticket, but Lisa fought, like she kept posting shit. And at the end of the day, Lisa, just say, thank you. Just say, thank you. And let it go. Like, why are you arguing about a, a gala fundraiser event? Even Sutton came out on us weekly and said, it's not that big of a deal. Like I, we just put it, I don't care. It's not that big of a deal. Like, and also Lisa goes third strike. You're out in regards to Sutton. And Lisa's under the false impression that her friendship actually means shit anymore. Like I keep saying like, who would want to actually have Lisa call? Like Lisa's a horrible friend. So like, okay, yeah, Sutton's out. Great. I guess you're not going to bag on her as your friend anymore. Yeah. The Fox Force five has completely fallen out of fashion, especially now that Garcelle and Sutton, they're the fan favorites. They're the future of the franchise. Rinna, no one needs you. I think that this has to, I know that everyone is like, well, Rinna is, First of all, yeah, the lady doth protest too much about the whole Elton John thing. Like, come on. I think that this has to be her last season, even though Andy loves her. Like, the fan, like, reaction to her is just so, everyone is so disgusted by her. But I kind of like being, like, I I am a weird person in that I... I like being disgusted. Like I kind of want her there because she gets me so right. She's like Captain Sandy mixed with like, like all the people I dislike on Bravo. She's like the representation of that. And I think that's an important part to play, but I truly think she might be a disgusting person. Like I truly she think that like, might really be I don't be even her. enjoy hate watching her anymore. Like, cause she's so fake. She's not even like authentically, like she's not authentic. Like she's just so freaking fake. <laughs> yeah like please um and i think she thinks she's awesome and that's the other thing that cracks me up is like i think she thinks she's serving honey and oh I yeah just, she does and i just think i wonder if you ever get a sense when you're a celebrity when it's like past like when you're like oh this isn't working anymore like i wonder if you can get a proper sense of that or if you're just so deluded at that point by because you'll always have your fans that kiss your ass even erica jane has still stands out there that kiss her ass and i'm like what are we what are we doing by the way did you see that rumor of the guy the the 80 year old she's uh supposedly with that 200 million dollar her um, new sugar daddy which is like by the way what did you think about uh, the Tom Girardi video of them, the paparazzi video of them, con- like having Tom come out and he was like, hey. So a lot of people are like, oh my God, he so clearly has dementia. Yeah. yeah are yeah. we not, are we trying to forget the fact that this is an extremely. Deceptive man. Extremely deceptive man. Like, why are we, the the amount of people, I feel like there's something maybe wrong with me in that I'm such a cynic because right away, everyone was like, I don't feel comfortable sharing this video. It's so sad. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, wait, 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 are we just forgetting all the evil fucking shit and how he was on TV last year being completely like explaining the law to the housewives? Like now- uh, all- John like- Wayne rolled into the kitchen and said, you guys put him up. All that John Wayne story we keep seeing, but okay. I get you. And now I- we're all, we're supposed to take it at face value when he all of a sudden conveniently has dementia. Well, okay. I, 
I know exactly what you're saying because my first thing is like, this dude's lied for four decades now and in a horrible way. But what I saw in the video, I mean, just look wise, you can see he, I mean, who knows? Like this guy could be pulling the biggest con job of the all time, but it also is somebody that I'm like, two things can be true at once. He can still have lied and cheated and did shit for four decades. And he still could possibly have dementia. The man does not look well. And he did look days of like, Hey, everybody like he had the weirdest smile on his face, the thumbs up. And he said, I'm pretty sure Erica knew I had legal issues and, and I'm pretty, you know, which was kind of like a, holy shit moment but if it if he is a sick man he might have just been agreeing with anything this guy was being asked but at the same time i was questioning myself this week of like okay where this man fucking ruined lives like even if he does have dementia where where is the line and i know as americans we are very sympathetic very easily and sometimes just fooled very easily where is that line of this still man this man destroyed destroyed people's lives stole from so many things and erica accepted all of that shit are we still supposed to be sympathetic even if he does have dementia like where and i but i talked to ronald richards last week and ronald richards was like yelling at one point in this interview that i did with him and i was like i was like oh shit man like that guy is a pit bull and it was like hey man if this is cut and dry i'm just looking for the money back like cut and dry. I'm just looking to collect. I want to know where that $25 million is that Erica Jane has received. That's it. He's like, I know where $14 million is just from those Amex bill Amex bills. I want to know where the rest of the money is. And he was very cut and dry. And he's like, I don't care if I look bad, I'm trying to collect money, but this is just a weird thing. Like, I don't know. Like you, you think that Tom could still be putting this on. Yeah, absolutely. I I don't trust. There's nothing to trust about him. And I think it is very, very interesting. And look, my grandpa has dementia. I'm very familiar with what it looks like. I think that, you know, you could argue that, yes, he definitely looked like something was up and the way he was acting was consistent with someone who has dementia. But why would we take that at face value? That he's yeah, putting on yeah, this yeah. act all of a sudden when it's convenient because he's in legal trouble. Like, we know this is a very deceptive, intelligent, duplicitous person. Like, why are we, like, eating it up? Oh, that's so sad. That's what he wants. He wants true. you to feel bad for him. True. true. I mean, he, he did play the so, law. He did lie. Repeatedly. Yeah, like, he wants you to feel bad for him because that's how he's going to get off easy. Getting people's sympathy is exactly how he will get out of this. Yeah. So, like, the fact that people are so easily feeling bad for him just because he's, like, you know, looks like a sick old man. No, don't forget all the evil shit he did and how he was literally just on housewives last year being completely articulate and fine which again it happens that can happen very fast there's especially you know i'm sure a lot of trauma has happened in his life recently with getting arrested and divorced or whatever and maybe that could x i don't know but it is very convenient that all of a sudden he's this poor little sick old man when you know he was a legal powerhouse last just last year. And by the way, and Ronald Richards even said that too of like this was a very respected man. This is a, a law giant. Like this yeah. was a giant of the and and before you know everybody knew what he was actually doing, he was a very well respected lawyer. So this was a really, I mean, this was doubly messed up. And the fact that the California Bar Association was a part of it, I mean, it really is the darkest story out there this year in terms of law. I believe I love that I'm like, this is the I'm not a lawyer. This is the darkest story in law ever. But besides um, the Murdoch story. The what story? The Murdoch story. Alex oh, Murdoch. Alex yeah. Murdoch. What happened? What's the, what happened, the thing with the Murdoch murders now? Like, what's the new thing? Because he's in rehab, right? 
I for, guess so. I don't know. Everything about it is very, very, very sketchy and doesn't add up. But I think it's pretty clear that he was behind the murders of his wife know, and his son, his wife and his son. Like, it's pretty obvious, but it's just such a crazy story because, again, this is someone who was very respected. He was like a legal powerhouse. And he also was a personal injury or class action. Like he was, you know, getting money for the little guys. And then it turns out that a lot of these little guys never got their settlement. So it's very similar to the Tom Girardi thing. There are so many predatory lawyers out there that are probably just still getting away with this stuff. I pray never to be successful because I don't want to cheat people. It seems like if you're successful, you uh, then get the opportunity to really mess with people and really like greed. Greed is like insane. And like, that's why it's so funny about the housewives. It's almost like implodes on itself because this is a show about insane wealth and aspirational lifestyle. And like, you know, potentially Tom Girardi was funneling all of that to Erica Jane so she can brag on TV about this insane wealth. And it really kind of turns on itself because then you're like, oh, well, that's not really attractive. Like, I want to know, I want to, I want to see, like, I'm like, I can, I think I can like Kyle because I think that money's real, you know? But I, who knows? Maybe even, like we said, who knows? Maybe, like we said, Mauricio might be in shady dealings. Uh, the last thing I want to say about this is what did you think of that last scene with Erica Jane going like, his family, his family has abandoned him, and I think it's disgusting. Oh, yeah. Like, please. what Weren't you his family? And you abandoned him, too. What is exactly. Like, are we being fucking gaslit by this show? Like, yes. isn't, isn't that yeah. exactly what she did? Like, where the fuck is, like, you abandoned him. You were his number one, supposedly. If we're supposed to believe your story that you had a real relationship with this man, then aren't you the number one person that abandoned him? And you're the number one person? Like, and even if you didn't then steal an of this money you're still a disgusting human being for leaving this man at his time of need yeah exactly i don't know what angle she's really going for because n- in no way does any of this make her look good it like, seems like she's going for all angles at once yeah yeah exactly um and it's uh, not working out as we start uh winding down real housewives of potomac which airs again tonight uh along with real housewives of salt lake city i think potomac's having an amazing season it might not be the most dramatic season yeah in the world. i was gonna say i feel like it's kind of boring right now but i see i i do think it's kind of boring but i think all of those ladies work so well together yeah. that they are like the kind of ladies where new york used to be where i'm like i could just listen to these ladies go yeah. back and forth the way they talk it's like so amazing like they're just so fucking smart with their dialogue I love Can- as much as candace is like her her reads are iconic she's really gone her stock is going up her actual album deep space her r&b album came out this past friday and if twitter is to be judged it seems like everybody is saying it's a very good album uh, I've only listened to a couple of songs and I mean, I, 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 listen, I'm a Monique Stan in terms of that fight, but mm-hmm. I will say I appreciate how like, you know, she, you really do have to work really hard to do what she's trying to do. Uh, I might not love her Twitter and I might not love uh, somebody that mouths off all the time, but she is one of the bright spots in the show mm-hmm. of it. I mean, she really gets in there and that, I mean, I will I mean, I don't know. I'm trying to compliment. Foot, I don't know. A foot drama with her and Mia. Oh, you guys, she went out because Mia, what did she said? Mia has like a man foot or something like that. 
She, yeah, she said that she called Mia like big foot, big feet or something. And then Mia was like, I'd rather big feet than crusty feet. And like posted a picture of Candace, like zoomed in on Candace's feet from like 2016 and her feet looked fine. And then Candace was like, now I told your handsome ass not to come out. <laughs> and just calling her handsome. It's like the most subtle, it's so amazing dig. Because like, you're like, okay, yeah. you like, cause then the, reader goes oh my god I, I can see exactly what that slam is and it's like <laughs> me as a very me as a very beautiful woman but it is fun because then you're just like damn like does she have managed feature like you're like oh my god and then but but then mia also did because she said last week on twitter she said like it was kind of a weird thing she said chris should toss her salad candace's husband was in the kitchen or something and it was kind of a weird tweet like i respect the effort but it didn't make complete sense and and then Chris was like, yeah. oh, I don't need you to toss my salad. I like darker ladies or something or like I like my and Chris. Chris is another weird tweeter like they're like Chris is. Yeah. He'll always be like, who wants to get into it with me tonight? And I'm like, yeah, okay, he's like always so like aggressive on Twitter. If you're a wine lover like me, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I found the most personalized wine club that has amazing wines and exclusive perks. It's called First Leaf. As a First Leaf member, I get to discover new wines I'm guaranteed to enjoy. That's because First Leaf gets to know your unique preferences. To start, all you have to do is answer a few quick questions on their website about what flavors that I like, how often I drink wine, and if I prefer red, white, or rosé, or a combination. Now, based on my answers, First Leaf curated an amazing selection of wines just for me. And when I rate those wines, my wine selection gets even more tailored. You guys, I have to tell you, I got a free shipment with them, but I kept my membership going because I liked it so much. I swear to God, I got this great Sangiovese. I got a Malbec. Uh, I did get a Rosé as well because I have a combination and I am loving it. Best of all, I get to choose when I want my box delivered and how often I get new assortments of wine. Being part of the First Leaf Wine Club also has its perks. As a member, I get access to their incredibly helpful wine concierge. Plus, I get member-exclusive pricing on every order, so you can continue to order the ones that you love. So, join the club today with me and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash so good to get your first box. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F dot com slash so good. Tryfirstleaf.com slash so good. The early 2000s was a breeding ground for bad reality competition series. From shows like Kid Nation, CBS weird Lord of the Fly style social experiment that took 40 kids to live by themselves in a ghost town, to The Swan, a horrifying concept where women spent months undergoing a physical transformation and then were made to compete in a beauty pageant. On each episode of Wondery's podcast, The Big Flop, comedians join host Misha Brown to chronicle one of the biggest pop culture fails of all time and try to answer the age-old question, who thought this was a good idea? Recently, The Big Flop looked at The Swan, a competition show between women who were hoping to transform their physical appearance. The problem? The women were isolated for weeks, berated, operated on, and then were ranked by a panel of judges. Unsurprisingly, it all led to trauma for the contestants and terrible reviews. Follow The Big Flop on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free by joining Wondery Plus. Um, 
So I think, I mean, I, it's one of those shows that I'm just, I can watch. It's not like Beverly yeah, Hills where- they're entertaining on their own without all the- I think that right now my standards are so high with legal drama. I'm like Salt Lake City legal drama, Beverly Hills legal drama. Like I need someone to get like indicted by the feds. I, yeah, I was like, will somebody shank somebody on Potomac so I can yeah. watch it? Well, that's like, like Potomac, I can almost even watch on Monday and I know I'll really enjoy it. Uh, because watching Salt Lake and Potomac back to back, I think is very, I don't know, for some reason, like it's weird. It's like hard to do for me. Cause I get really invested Salt Lake. What are you thinking about this season? We're going to have the third episode of Salt Lake on tonight. And oh, how are you feeling about it so I far? I love it so far this season. I'm really into, you know, the Meredith and Jen feud because I don't know. I just feel like Meredith, like seeing her get so angry and in, like clearly this is something that's really bothered her. So it feels like genuine beef. And I think it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out with Lisa, who clearly, you know, is trying to ride both sides. And then Whitney, I don't really understand how her storyline is just like about sex with her husband because I really don't want to hear about that. Whitney had a great, the cake moment with Whitney was so, like, it was so real funny to me that I was like, these are such great real moments. Uh, But yeah, like, I'm curious what the sex storyline will be. But at the same time, she's one of those people that I'm like, I, I really just... I kind of like her energy. So it'll be interesting yeah. to see what else is brought with her. I also am very disturbed by, and Heather even said this on the pod, but I do get very concerned about the relationship with Jen Shaw at a certain point. I'm like, why do you care this much if Jen Shaw likes you? Like, I don't understand that mentality of like, of that scene last week with Jen Shaw saying like, I feel like an outsider in this group. And I feel like, I'm trying to respect everybody's opinion, but I just, I feel like sometimes Jen Shaw uses that for this misguided attention Mm -hmm. when it's not true at all. Like, I feel like Jen Shaw has been given so much like leeway and respect and, and stuff that she's not even deserved of, you know? She, Jen Shaw, the way that she's describing her situation is how is Garcelle's reality, but that's not Jen Shaw's reality. It's an excuse. Yes. Like, yeah, I, I do think that Heather and Jen clearly have a very toxic relationship and that Heather just needs to like, I don't know why she's so invested in that friendship. I also thought that her watch what happens appearance where she kind of admitted that she knew that Jen's job was unsavory. That was very strange. I think I'm like, that might have been don't a go down with this ship. It feels yeah. like he wants to go down with the Jen ship. Well, it's weird because I know like, you know, friendships when they have real friendships or what they think of as real friendships, you want to protect your friend. But it's like, also, don't say shit that you don't need to say. Like, we didn't need to hear that from Heather on Watch What Happens Live. And I'm like, just be, you know, be careful. Like, you got to protect yourself to a degree. And and also, like, you're very well liked by the fans. Like, you don't need to burn. Like, you're like, what is that? Like, don't set yourself on fire to, I don't even know what that's saying. I'm trying it is, but. What's the saying? I don't know. Like, don't set yourself on fire to warm somebody up. Now I'm just making up. Oh, shit. I, I don't like know. that. That's a good saying. Yeah. So Pat, it's good. An idiom. That's a new idiom by yeah. Ryan Bailey. I'll, I will sue you if you guys take that. Um, Jen Shaw is going to sell that on a shirt next week. <laughs> um, also, the other thing, and I, I think Bravo Historian po- pointed this out, but how disgusting is Seth Mark's soul patch? Oh, ew, I hate his soul patch. Oh, my God, I hate it so much. I'm in Canton, Ohio, and I grew a soul patch yeah. in Canton, Ohio. 
Yeah. Oh, I was not. And yeah, I feel like he's kind of cringy. Like he kind of tries a little too hard for the cameras. He was like, it's colder than a witch's asshole in here. And I'm like, you've been reciting that line. <laughs> Can you say Brooks is like, I don't like it, dad. That's not. But Brooks yeah. is such a, a we- not a weird guy, but like, I do sometimes wonder, like, like I, I want to pay Brooks $20 to like, like smile and giggle and move his face. <laughs> like he's always just so even keeled with his facial m- moment where I'm just like, he's trying not to smile at this point. Like he, like, I'm like, you, you've trained yourself to not to make any facial movement at all. That like, is he's a nice guy, but he, he's, I know he's a nice guy, but I'm like, I sometimes get concerned that he doesn't move his face at all. He's too young for Botox. There's no way he got, he definitely got filler. Both of her kids. Um, she has, does she have two or three kids? I think three, but no, Brooke I think two. Just and then bro- Chloe, uh, the, the older Chloe, daughter. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They both have fillers, obviously. Well, they're both. Uh, like, they're they're a gorgeous family, except for gorgeous, the soul patch. Gorgeous. You know? Yeah, yeah, soul patch. Um, All right. I used to think that um, Seth was was kind of on the hotter side, and then this season, I'm like, no. I think Lisa's husband is hot. You do? Kind the of tall, doofy guy. What? He has a good body. Oh, you love tall. You love the tall. If you follow her on Instagram, though, she always posts like shirtless pictures of him and he has a good body. (laughs) I love the thought of Sophie flipping through it and going, (laughs) oh, nice, Lisa. I like what you're working with. (laughs) Hey, props to hey, props, lady. Um, Actually, Lisa Barlow in general, her social media presence lately cracks me up. Like yeah, she's, I in, she's love... like, I love Italy, and she's yeah. like, Italy on a boat. <laughs> she's uh, like, so beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, Stu Chains was on. Like, by the way, Salt Lake is great because I just love the scenery so much. Like they had a meeting with Heather and Jen, and Stu was there, and it looked like the Fortress of Solitude from Superman. There was like snowy crystals and all this shit, and Stu Chains literally took the fall for Jen Shaw in that scene. He fell down on the ice. Once again, taking the fall for Jen Shaw. We still don't know if he's flipped on Jen, do we? Or is it definitely confirmed that he flipped on Jen, Stu Chan? I think he, I mean, I think now he really has, if he wants to save himself, I think that's probably just the plea deal he's getting. Yeah. So yeah, uh, I would imagine yes. Uh, we've talked Bravo this whole hour, but a couple real quick things. Uh, it's reported that the weekend went out again with Angelina Jolie, who is, uh, 15 years older than him, uh, you know, people are like, uh, what a, I don't know. Like, I don't know if I even believe this celebrity coupling. It's an interesting celebrity coupling, but it almost makes me think that like the weekend and Angelina Jolie's people got around and go, wouldn't this, let me pitch my client the weekend to you, Angelina Jolie. Like it almost feels like pitched and put together as a concept more than a real relationship, you know? That's really how it does feel like it doesn't. Yeah. I'm not totally buying it yet. Yeah, I think me just in general, I think that the weekend is hotter now when he was with Bella Hadid and he had the hair. <laughs> Remember? Yeah, that was like his hair, signature yeah. look. He's hotter now. I, mean, I, I don't I just never I mean, the weekend has a beautiful voice. I just think there's it's like ever since I saw him with the lifts in his shoe that like that look like yes, like he has lifts. he has like foot long lifts in his shoes. And that weirded me out because I'm like when he's like, he's really concerned. Like, and I understand being concerned about your, I mean, I'm, I, I'm not concerned. I'm six foot, but I can understand being a shorter man and being concerned, but you're the weekend, you know, like you, you have this yes. beautiful voice. Your voice makes you seven foot. Yeah, least. exactly. When a guy wears lifts, it's just like, you're insecure. 
Yeah, own exactly. it. Well, that's what I'm own saying. Own it. Own it. Own it, baby. Own it. I need <laughs> Weekend, we just want you to own it the weekend. Be honest. The weekend, uh, Delilah Bell, will you make the weekend honest? <laughs> um, uh, we find out that Kanye West, this is kind of, he, uh, Netflix is, uh, they did a preview today for a new Kanye West documentary called Gene Yus, but it's spelled jeans, like J-E, like J-E-E-N, Y-U, um, uh, Y-U, like Jesus, Jesus. Genius, but I'm like I'm so tired of Kanye West projects where he calls himself a genius. Like let us, like you're a let genius, but let us do it for you. Like let us shout your praise. Don't shout your own praise all the flipping time. Like I know you love God. We all love God, but God wasn't like I'm fucking dope, everybody. Like I am right. dope. Like isn't it a sin to be that boastful? Yeah, real geniuses don't have to tell everyone all the time that they're. It's like the people, like the Tom Girardi, like I'm a nice guy. Hey, pal. Nice. Hey. Yeah, it's like if you really are that, you don't have to go around telling people that you're that. Yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm bored of Kanye. Right? I'm just like yeah, I don't. I told you I didn't really pay attention to Donda. Don't care. Haven't liked his last few albums. His albums haven't been good for a while, in my opinion. Um. Yeah, over it, over it. <laughs> well, looks like uh, Sophie will not be going to the Kanye West Stadium tour that I'm hearing that's about to, to go around the world. Um, oh, speaking of concerts, though, I think I am going to the John Mayer Madison Square Garden concert. Oh, yeah, to. yeah. The tickets are so expensive, though. Guys, if anybody works for MSG, listen to the pod, please reach out to Sophie or me. Please hook me up. Let's, uh, let's get some tickets for the, uh, the, the mayor. Let's get Sophie... Let's get Sophie Preggers at that mayor show. Um, yes. Yes, queen. Am I queen. backstage? <laughs> wait, yeah, wait, Sophie, would you be willing to get fisted by John Mayer for tickets to a John Mayer concert? Absolutely. Would, would you let John, wait, would you, not John Mayer, but would you let John Mayer's like ugliest guitar tech that he has soak with you for John Mayer tickets? Uh, oh, 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 my Okay, okay, think I don't about know it. Think about it. Think far. about it. Think about it. Um, yes, I would take a fist. I would take a fist. Oh, no, no. <laughs> I'm um, sorry. My, oh, my God. Uh, Miss Ross, Miss Ross, that's my fault. That's my, I'm going to take that one. I'm so sorry. Um, finally, um, I need, I, I saw a video of Machine Gun Kelly this week, an older video where he was at some award show. This is years and years ago where he, was and I'm going to try to find the clip to play it here, but it was really disgusting. And he was talking to an African American reporter, and he was just he was talking himself like an African American or trying to be like, and it was like and when he was black Yes, he was doing that, and then this lady got offended by what he was saying, and he she left, and he said, "Oh, go get on, you black bitch!" Da da da, and like called her out, like it was like really disgusting, and it was like. I realized Machine Gun Kelly is doing a persona like he started off as rap and it didn't work. And now he is doing you quote unquote punk or punk yeah, light punk. or whatever this is. But he is not like it, I don't know. The, and I know this is all coming to light because he got into a fight with Slipknot last week. The uh, death metal band or the hard, you know, heavy metal band saying that he would rather be him than a 50 year old still wearing masks which um, Slipknot did not, and Slipknot fans didn't take too kindly. And I guess he got booed at his last festival performance this weekend in Louisville, Kentucky. But I'm telling you, 
the machine gun Kelly thing, I think is going to be over sooner than uh, I think it's going to be over sooner than we think. I think this guy is full of hot air. And I know that my, I know a lot of my listeners really like machine gun Kelly, but I think this guy might be full of shit. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. I know he's hot. I know. I know he's not hot. I can't even name one machine gun Kelly song. He's not relevant. I listened to his album and I thought it was okay, but I thought it was also cribbing from the Pixies, cribbing from all of it, which is fine. That's what music does. But I just don't, I, I just don't buy him. There's something so fake about him to me. And the Megan Fox thing, it's like, I'm just, I, this is where I'm jaded. Like you are with the Tom Girardi stuff. Like, I just don't, I don't care anymore. Like I, I know Megan Fox is hot, but it's like the Kardashians. My eyes have seen it so much that I'm like, I don't even register it as hot anymore. I just register as it like, like also what, if you're so punk rock, why do you want to go to every flipping award show? Like yeah, you know what's punk rock award- not going. Yeah. Aren't award shows fascist? Yeah, I mean, like, where is like real punk rock? Like, I mean, like, yeah, this isn't punk rock where you anarchy. Yes, like, go like take a dump at one of these award shows on yeah. stage. Like, do something crazy. But it seems like you play into all of this stuff, and it's like it seems punk rock light to me, actually, rather more than punk rock. And yes, Megan Fox is hot, but like, please, like, go do a an acting role again. I beg of you. You know, yeah, I'm bored of it. I think also the Courtney Megan skim shoot was so like queer baby. Oh. That's it. Oh yeah. Courtney and them did that, that got like, and they said our two goth girls. And I'm like, Oh my God, we're calling these goth girls now. Megan Fox. So the opposite of goth. I just love like, and the fact that like Courtney is wearing um, a Travis Barker's like, like, you know, five finger death punch and all these metal band shirts. And it's like, you know, you know, Courtney has never relaxed to a uh, suicidal tendency song, you know? Yeah, obviously not. Yeah, I'm like, I feel like they're so overexposed at this point that I'm just, it's worn off. I mean, it wore off a lot. You know that I never was into the Kravis stuff or the Megan Machine Gun Kelly. It's just like, go away, go away. <laughs> Why every time I open social media, I'm confronted with it. Um, I do. I am really wondering about Mason and his well-being, because remember when like when Kanye was with Kim, he used to love it. And Travis Scott was always around and you would see Mason like like doing the rap songs and like really enjoying rap. And I don't think Mason likes metal. So I'm like, I'm wondering if like now he's like bummed that more metal is coming <laughs> to his life through Travis, you know, like and I just I feel do, bad yeah. for that kid, you know. I feel bad for Mason for a lot of reasons. Um, and uh, uh, finally, the Kardashians new series for Hulu had their first day of filming this past week. You guys, day one is in the books. Um, and Kim Kardashian was on the Ellen DeGeneres show saying pretty much, I believe, saying, yeah, it's pretty much the same thing as keeping up with the Kardashians. So I think we're just getting a cut and dry reality show from them again. I don't think it's going to be any different. Yeah, and it's going to be boring as hell. Just I mean, I'll like, still watch it, but I mean, yeah, it's probably going to be boring. I'm as interested. I mean, I'm interested to see like what the difference will be between that and keeping up. So I'm, I'll, I'll watch it, but it's going to be boring. Oh, and sure. Ky- did you see Kylie pop this week? She's got a belly all of a sudden, a big old pregnant belly. Oh yeah, yeah, Kylie, Kylie. I was so pissed when I was reading about the zoo thing, the Houston zoo thing. Like, I just there are so many celebrities like even just walking around New York all the time. There are celebrities that just walk around and they have masks on and like they go about their lives without like making things a big deal. So it's just like so pathetic. Imagine a family going to the zoo on a Sunday because that's when they shut it down. 
And then you get told you have to go away because Kylie Jenner's yeah. there and Kylie doesn't want you to see her face, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. So and funny. I don't get it. I really don't get it. Like the, the zoo's I, big enough for everybody, by yeah, the way. And like know? how she launched Kylie swim in the and fall. Kylie baby, right? And Kylie, Kylie baby. baby. It's like, who is her audience? Like, first of all, people are very picky about what they put on their babies. Like what, who's going to buy like a random Kylie baby product that's been out for five. It's going to end in a class action lawsuit. I have a feeling. Mm. And uh, finally, Vanderpump Rules comes out on Tuesday. They they put the first seven minutes online. Did you watch it? No, I need to go watch. Really fun. The first seven minutes. Um, And uh, DJ James Kennedy, we find out is Cali sober which means he smokes weed still, which I think is very interesting. I'm excited to see that, but it seems like it has a good energy. I've got my hopes up. Uh, You might be hearing somebody from Vanderpump Rules on the podcast this week. Um, I'm very excited about the interview went great. Um, So I think that'll be on Tuesday to celebrate the premiere of Vanderpump Rules. But I just want to remind everybody, this used to be my favorite reality show of all time. So I'm really hoping they can pull it back in. You know, I really do have high hopes to, you know, and maybe it's just fun. Maybe that's what we need. Maybe it's just going to be a fun show, but I do hear that we have a lot of, um, and even the end of the first episode, some Lala Ariana fighting. I hear we get some Charlie Lala fighting. Oh, I'm Um, excited for that. So very excited for this new season. That is it. There are so many more stories to talk, but we'll have next Monday to talk about it all. Uh, Sophie, is there anything coming up this week that we need to support you with? I'm just really, really, really excited for Vanderpump. Thank you for reminding me. That just yeah. made my Oh, shit. And also, it's Tuesday night because that's Bachelor in Paradise night as well. But we're on the, we only have two more episodes of Bachelor in Paradise. And I don't know. I feel like we might have already reached the peak of good Bachelor in Paradise episodes. Yeah, it's always the past week's day. episode. They had like a, like a storm go through and they're like, we need you to exit to the, to the hotel down the street. And they tried to, and I was like, it would have been cool if a real storm did like, and we're like, we're missing seven bachelor contestants. They got swept away by a hurricane, but it wasn't like that after two seconds. Yeah. It always gets boring once they start settling down. So yeah. Bachelor in paradise is, you know, Tuesday's like a powerhouse day for reality. Like you got bachelor in paradise, Vanderpump rules. Now you have impeachment, the Monica Lewinsky story that I've been watching. And there's uh, I think welcome to Plathville on TLC is on Tuesday. Tuesday is a cornucopia of riches, but that's why we have DVRs. Wednesdays has been my favorite because Beverly Hills and American horror story. Oh, I never, I, I did the first season of America Horror, Horror Story and it was so good. And then it, I did the second season. I was like, I just didn't get into it. And it just this became like, is really good. I'm obsessed with this season. Just so it, everyone, if anyone is into like creepy twilight zoney stuff, this is a very good season. Um, yeah. Very twilight zoney. Is Evan Peters in it? Yeah, he is. He just won an Emmy last week for, yes, uh, for I'm mayor. So, so congratulations. I know I'm happy for him. He deserves it. I'm he happy that I found out he was American. I thought he was British. I was like, yeah, we got American. one, you know, he's American. Well, I mean, yeah. most actors that are good in that mayor of East town are all foreign actors doing yeah. like Boston accents. So I figured, you know, or Philadelphia accents. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so go follow Sophie on all those, uh, socials and, uh, we will, uh, we'll talk to you next week. Bye, guys. Thank go you. Go say, hey, go soak. Hey, if you guys are soaking go this soak. week, please shout out so bad it's good. Hey, jump pumpers out there. Shout out so, so bad it's good. <laughs> okay, we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye. Betches.